Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, 2.0, AEW, and more. My name is Jay Bowman, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. As Always, the architect, the gotcha king, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mr. Mike Paris. Paris, how are you, sir? I'm amazing, sir. How are you? It feels good to be back. It <sighs> does. <sighs> you, and, and, do you know what? I didn't notice that you, you referenced that we talk about NXT <laughs> at the top until you made that reference, and we rarely, if ever, talk about NXT, especially these days. But, but if we ever do, we're covered. <laughs> It's in the intro. <laughs> yeah, if there's something about Wendy Chu that happens that we want to really break down, uh, it's in there. People can expect it. They won't be surprised. So, what NXT talk? I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> Nobody told me. So, someone should have warned me right at the beginning. And then we lose one old British listener. And that can't happen. <laughs> can't allow that to happen. Uh, you're doing well, though? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, no, it's a, it's excited to be back. Wyatt uh absent absent tonight but but we love him anyway yeah sometimes he's, he's on some award-winning uh journalistic trip i bet yeah yeah we took a, took a couple, couple weeks off but that's that's okay N- nothing happened in the world of wrestling right there was no mania of wrestles or... no 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 two-night <laughs> super show uh where both what do they nights, call it where, stupendous uh where both nights were stolen by uh canadian indie grown talent no that didn't happen at all no Never heard of it. Comedy wrestling actually working and being pretty sweet. That didn't happen. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So don't need talking about it. We only need to talk about the present, the here and the now. Yeah. Uh, For what it's worth, just a quick little like touch on it. Uh, I thought they did a good job with Mania. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I thought so as well. I enjoyed. uh, I enjoyed Saturday more than Sunday. Yep. Um, I can't necessarily specifically remember why. You've already referenced the uh, comedy match, which which played great. pitch perfectly. It's great. Um, and yeah, the the Cody return went really well. All that kind of stuff that we were all anticipating uh, went well, and everything that we expected to suck also sucked. Yeah. So it panned out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there with Omos and uh, Lashley going, "Yeah, see, I told you." 
I told everybody. You. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna. The be washroom up. breaks were perfectly planned. Yes. It's like you knew you knew when to go. If you were in the arena, you would have known exactly when to go. Yeah, line up for 15 minutes for a beer. Or, uh, you know, line up for 50 minutes to take a poop. Like, you yeah. you knew. You knew when your time frames were. Oh, Omos versus Lashley wasn't super, super captivating. Oh, excuse me. If you need me, I'll be the guy sitting over there being extremely right about things. <laughs> Usually the case. Yeah, I think the, the issue with night two versus night one is that, like, the big match they were building up to all weekend, like, the scope of the match is good. If you on paper you take the names out of it, oh, a champion who's reigned for like 600 days or whatever versus this guy who he has this rivalry with, like on paper the concept of that Lesnar Reigns match was awesome and fit yep. the scope of WrestleMania, but I think everybody just kind of shit on it because yeah, this is the third time we've seen these guys do this like at Mania. We're all kind of over it. Yeah, the way they were pitching it was like acting as if it was the first time we've ever seen these two people wrestle and it's yeah. like no that's it's not even the first time we've seen the main event wrestlemania like let alone the first time we've seen them wrestle and yeah, it's not even the first time like, we've seen titles unified like yeah we've been yeah, there exactly we've done all this before yeah. i will say that i i personally feel that reigns and lesnar are probably doing some of their well not you know so much anymore but at the time of wrestlemania we're doing some of their best character work they've maybe ever done yeah um and yeah. I'm a noted Lesnar denier. Oh, we've got so, the yeah, uh, tapes. We keep this <laughs> so, show on uh, tapes. I, I I do I do I do uh, appreciate what they had done uh, as part of the build, but the the match, whatever. Yeah, but the match, whatever, indeed. All right, uh, well, that's yeah, a little uh, little WrestleMania review from us just several to say weeks we later. Did it. Just to say we did, in case we said on the last show, we'll be back next time talking WrestleMania. Boom. We're covered. Done. <laughs> Want to talk a little NEW? Yeah, that's where we got to start. Let's do it. Oh my God! Come on! All right. Massive shout out and thank you to everybody who attended NEW 6 uh, a couple weeks ago. Absolutely fantastic sold-out show at the Harbor Convention Center. I'm heartbroken and disappointed that uh, Anton Alexiev uh, couldn't get it done. We didn't get to see the two cans of mushroom soup, Steve Austin style, in the middle of the ring. I'm That's sure what I'm mostly they were at ringside about. waiting. For oh, it. dude, like, I, I you know Steve Austin has his guy who throws him his cans. I assume that that guy was ready for Alexiev to. Dude, by I the way. Steve Austin, great at Mania. Oh, was all great. that was great. Yeah. <laughs> I take everything negative I said about that like, I'll, back. I'll, anyway, yeah, I'll on. tell you, I'll confirm with you. Like, I get to be there a little bit earlier before the shows. That's why I awkwardly sit and take notes and get ready for a great night of wrestling. Uh, and yeah, I saw that underneath that ring was just lined with uh, mushroom, soup, mushroom soup cans. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. A little too viscous, maybe, for the Anton's for a the weird guy. Choice. But we love him, and even though it came up short, Wait, we love him. I have anyway. another. I have another question. I realize we've we've talked soup week on week on week here on the show. That's our thing. But man. did are they the the ones with the the little key that opens the cans? Did he need to bring a can opener? If he needed to bring a can opener, was it manual? Was it an electric? See, that's the thing. You can't. He can't bring a can opener because the ref's going to get that when he's doing the mm. foreign object pat down. Right. Any right. ref who's good enough at his job will find that can opener, and he won't so be able to have. So they're pre-opened, or they're they're little, I think they're the little, little tabs. The I think they're the tabs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just just to clarify. Yeah. 
if right. Anton wants to cut in at any point and let us know. So if anybody out there was wondering about that, we just did it for you. We just worked it all out. So They had to wait seven minutes into the show to find out this information. Yeah. We also crowned a new tag team champion, State of Emergency, dethrone the wise men in an awesome, awesome match. At this point, I don't think any of them have come onto YouTube yet. But uh, yeah, when those do get released, these matches, man... Nary uh, a one wasn't a banger. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for State of Emergency. Like they, you know, they won uh, with nefarious uh, methods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, when you're going up against the wise men, sometimes that's the the way you got to go. Even even the nicest of guys have to sink to that level sometimes uh, to go up against the wise men and to to make sure they came out on top. And State of Emergency did that. They 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 found the right level to where they needed to get to, to make sure that they could take out the wise men. The wise men were looking strong and they did what they got to do. Yeah. This was bad meets evil for sure. And uh, yeah, really, really hot match with the crowd. I mean, all the matches were great. Uh, KC Spinelli, two scoops from Jersey, uh, becoming the first ever NEW women's champion as well. What'd you hear about that match? Uh, yeah, I heard, I heard good stuff about that too. Like, you know, these, these were two, Two hot talents coming in, coming into Vancouver uh, to get it done. I'm I'm excited to see what's next. You know, we'll t- I'm sure we'll talk about it soon. But Casey Spinelli got got a tough road ahead of her. Oh, yeah. um, in regards to title defense, so you know, Sumi Sakai was only the the start of of what she's going to have to face here in NEW in regards to top tier challenges. And also, uh, Eli Surge. I'm sure a lot of people's NEW boy. Uh, Eli Surge won the Canadian <laughs> gauntlet and uh, gets a title shot at a time of his choosing. That's amazing. Good for him. Yeah, that's what you got to. Th- th- that was a boy. That was a, a mass of boys in that ring. Oh, right? yeah. Everyone had their guy. I heard that. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Battle Wasp. Oh, I heard yeah. he was really people, over. People were with super the crowd. into Battle Wasp. Yeah, he's, was, he, he's a boy. Yeah. You, Malik Mello comes into that ring. Situation changes. I'll tell you that much. Love Malik Mello. Yeah. Battle Battle Wasp gets squashed, I assume. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he does. He does. And, and you know, Parm Parm continues to be due. Oh uh, my god! That appears yeah. to be the case. Like Four hundred dollar bet he was going to pay off at fifty to one <laughs> odds, Paris. Uh, but yeah, Eli Search. You know, uh, especially after his great showing at the last show at the Harbor Convention Center, um, really impressed a lot of people. So uh, not surprised to see him come out on top here. And you know, people people love him. People can get behind. Everything that he stands for, I for one, uh, currently am believing in the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, based on based on Eli Surge's uh, uh, premonitions, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that's not the right word. But uh, yeah, the easy guy to get behind, easy guy to love. Uh, good to see him have that title shot uh, in the near future. And who knows? Maybe maybe Travis isn't ready for the the things that Eli Surge could possibly bring. Yeah, the uh, the group of them that went down to Mexico to train uh, recently, I think in the last year or so, um, the ones that come to mind that like came back and are like just at hitting the next level, uh, Eli for one, uh, Miles Deville, who I think is awesome. Like both guys in State of Emergency, that's a really really great tag team where you know both of them are also great singles. And then uh, Liza Hall being the other one who I know was on that uh, doing training in Mexico. Like the amount these guys, you know, and gal like love their craft and have improved yeah. since that trip. It's like you can see it every time you come to an NEW show. Yeah. My, like I'll go back to state of emergency. Like 
Miles DeVille and Sebastian Wolf both have that, like, I hate, it sounds so cliche, but that, like, it factor. Yeah. Like, they just, they, you gravitate towards them. Uh, they've got, both have great looks in regards to their physique. And, of course, most importantly, they both perform amazingly yeah. in the ring. And then, like, Liza Hall and Eli Surge, obviously both um, not just developing what they could already do in the ring, but but expanding what they could do in the ring uh, and definitely taking something from that that Mexican, that luchador style uh, to adapt into what they bring. Yeah, I don't want to sound too, like, inside baseball about this um, in regards to it, but when you say, like, they perform really well, like... I, I know a lot goes into being a being a wrestler, but it's not just like the moves in the ring. Like I think about state of emergency and like the body language and the facial stuff. Like they, as soon as you yeah. see them come out from the back, they are those guys and those like characters in every single second that they're out there, and that's uh, that's really special when that happens. I think. Yeah, like I, I have I have zero clout in the wrestling world. Yeah, uh, maybe even negative clout. In fact, <laughs> at, the, at this point, but. But like if if you were if someone from you know Japan someone from Florida whatever it is were to come to me and to say you know who do we pick out of this pack I'm I'm pointing at state of emergency they've got it from a singles perspective they've got it from a tag perspective and like you say they've got it from a work rate perspective and from a performance perspective they both have great characters I'm I'm scared scared of both of them terrified yeah and uh i would not want to meet either of them in a dark alley see and the great thing is it permeates throughout the entire company like we're just gonna have a big love fest for all the wrestlers because everyone does such a great job uh is that it's not just like them like you look at folks everybody else who's getting better with like with each match like evan rivers now versus like evan rivers even at new one you could see there's been like big leaps and improvements there yeah. and he's getting really really sharp adam Ryder is another one uh, who has been getting like better and better with each appearance in NEW, and he's put on some really really great matches. Uh, you know, Travis Williams. I, it's you know I don't want to overlook the champion of the company, but uh, another guy who's had some really big matches recently and is you know getting better and better and better each monthly show. And you know, once again, not to go inside baseball on us, but I I think a lot of fingers here. Uh point to a man who who we love to hate um in tony baroni because after watching that uh documentary that the students from bcit did um it, which was very very well Shout done. out to if, you guys that was great if, yeah if anyone hasn't watched this it's it's very not it's professional it's well done it's behind the scenes it's a good look at new uh and baroni is the man oh and yeah lot, these guys look up to him and we talk about the development of of all these kind of up and comers and they are going to point their fingers at, at Tony Baroni and say, he is the man that got us uh, anywhere to where we are today. That's what, that's the impression I got out of yeah. that, you know, 10 minute documentary, but uh, you know, kudos to him. He's, he's an asshole. We've yeah, established yeah, yeah. that, but <laughs> and I don't, I don't <laughs> but, want to like leave anybody out. Cause everybody's doing real, but I also want to make sure to call out the Illa tribe. As uh, yep. Gorilla Shug and uh, Coco Flash is another pair of guys who, again, like look sharper every single time you see them. And people have now been to, you know, six or so NEW shows. And you can definitely tell with the reactions that crowds really get invested with the wrestlers. And it's amazing to see. Absolutely. We're, we're, we are, you know, th this is only getting bigger by the day. 
um, people are getting attached to these characters. They're getting attached to to these wrestlers. They know what to expect. Storylines are building. Uh, rivalries are building, and and it's exciting to see what what the next show brings. The next show is uh, Cinco de Mayo, so I assume everyone's just going to be in luchador masks. I um, hear even the broadcast team may be in luchador masks, or maybe oh, they're going to be replaced God. with some lucha broadcasters. I've I've <laughs> I've heard things. That's all I could. I've I've heard. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it will be the Cinco de Mayo uh, lucha libre show at the Commodore Ballroom. Nice little you know Commodore warm up, I guess, or. Uh, before the big show on uh, the 24th of June, uh, which uh, a couple matches have already been announced for and uh, pretty jaw-dropping. Should we just talk about it right now? Chelsea Green coming back to Vancouver. And what a way to make a return. Like, we, I'm sure when she said, I'm coming back to Vancouver, happy to join with NEW, uh, happy to wrestle the champ in Casey Spinelli, happy to wrestle... The legend in Nicole Matthews. But when I think Chelsea Green and I think Nicole Matthews, I think bloodshed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you that were at that match. The, I was. So was I. The, the The reputation that that, that match has left uh, with and, and that le- the legendary photos of, of uh, Chelsea Green just like blonde hair dripping in blood after she went to the steps right i think it was yeah. uh, for, 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 an awkward going to the steps for those of you that weren't there uh let me paint you a word picture uh the the cut happened and yeah. she went immediately rick flair steve carino levels of blood in the hair and you know it was not a raucous crowd like yeah you're bleeding yeah it was concern like yeah. it was quiet there. The crowd so they're, goes putting silent. Like a, they're putting on a great match, and it's not people aren't quiet because they're bored. They're quiet because they're worried. So dreadfully was, concerned for Chelsea Green's well being. The entire crowd. So yeah, that was a an excellent match still. But I remember that one as well because this like people were just hushed and talking, like, oh my god, like she's really she's really bleeding. Oh my god. And I hope oh, she's okay. I think it was when she hit the stairs. Oh yeah, the stairs for sure. <laughs> like just, that's all you're hearing. Yeah, and wow. and she didn't, you know, she didn't uh, Nick Gage, uh, David Arquette, it, and you know, r- go running off. But uh, yeah, we were still concerned for her well being. Yeah, in that but moment. she stuck in, put on a great match, and was a total and, badass. And hell yeah, the 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 photos coming out of that are oh. like she still uses those on a regular basis. Um, you know, to promote what a badass that, she could be. That Becky Lynch has the broken nose photo. Yeah, exactly. And Britt Baker has the, you know, the blood dripping down through the yeah, teeth yeah. photo or whatever, right? Like, so you know, it's an effective yeah, tool when it's used. What better way to encourage uh, another bloodshed match uh, than have it be tables, ladders, and chairs in the Commodore Ballroom? Nicole Matthews, Chelsea Green, ready to get at it again. Casey Spinelli in the triple threat, holding the title uh, that they are, I'm sure, both after. Chelsea's going to be eager to get back into this market and eager to be a champion in this market again yes. and stake her claim. Uh, and yeah, this, this is going to be uh, a showstopper. This is going to be something not to be missed. Absolutely huge huge match uh which is the only one i believe announced so far i'm not sure if it's been confirmed but uh based on what i've seen it looks like uh black quebecois jeremy prophet and carl jepson um are gonna be at the may 28th show 
NEW7, uh, which will be in New Westminster. Uh, and I believe they're going to be taking on State of Emergency for the tag titles. That's what I've heard as well. So, uh, yeah, State of Emergency with, you know, some of Canada's best tag team talent coming their way already. And in, in, in which it, which is theoretically going to be their first title defense. Um, this is going to be a tough challenge. So hope, hopefully they're up for it. Maybe a warm up match at, uh, at a couple shows at the Commodore are able to give them something to, something to work with here. But, uh, NEW is not messing around when they're bringing, bringing the challengers into town. No, absolutely not. And it's not just, you know, seeing the talent that's like, that's coming in from outside. It's, you know, I'm, is Eli Serge going to want a piece of Travis Williams? Is he going to cash it in then? Like, who knows? What's Battle Wasp going to be up to? <laughs> I would love if, like, at the Lucha show, Battle Wasp was the one person not wearing a mask. There you go. <laughs> it's an inversion show. Yes. That'd be great. Uh, and aside from that, yeah, big shows coming in the summer series. It's Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a great year. Anything else you heard about the last show from, uh, from Clive? We should have a segment with you where it's like, you know, you know, word goes round or something because you're not at the shows, but you yep. hear through the grapevine what the I vibe do. is. I so do. word on the street with Mike Paris. I uh, didn't get anything specific from Clive. Um, Way to bury I'm, I'm the sure... new segment, Paris. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I sure Clive is happy to hear us back on the air, though. Uh, Clive being a bit under the weather for the last oh, week no. or so. Uh, so, um, you, you know, when I, when I say, hey, Dad, do you need anything? Because you're... You're feeling a bit ill. You know, he says, just record another damn podcast. So right, well, feel, this one's for you. Feel better, Clive. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the uh, wide world of wrestling. What do you say? I would love to. We were going to do it anyway. All right. A lot has also happened in the wide world of wrestling since we last uh, sat down to record and chat a little grappling. Uh, we'll start alphabetically, not just because it's the best, with AEW. And uh, I guess we haven't discussed uh, the, you know, Billy Gunn and his adult sons being fed to the bloodthirsty assholes of the BCC. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you just you just think that people most care about the gun club right now, and that's we should start there. They're the biggest draw in all of AEW. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm wrong. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say things that are incorrect. They're the biggest draw in all of wrestling. <laughs> right yeah, now thank you so thank you. yeah thank that's you. where we're leading off of course uh no let's talk wheeler yuda uh finally getting jumped into the gang and being part of the bcc and what you know we've seen from them over the last couple of weeks are you into this group are you rabid for it how you feeling <sighs> am i into it i am into all four of these individuals <laughs> yeah Let, let's put it that way i i don't I, I can't really get behind them as a especially like at, on Dynamite, was it this Dynamite or the last one? I can't remember. But they did the trio. Yes, it was match. this this one where they had their smashes. And but here's the thing. Yuta doesn't have his own smash. He's stealing Ambrose's smash. He needs yeah. his own smash. Okay. That'll fix I also everything. don't like how, if you're such a close-knit group, how come you're all coming out separately? Three separate entrances. Three and separate what he, entrances. Everybody is coming from the crowd. I, like, uh, it, you guys are so disorganized. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a group of ass kickers. You guys need, you know... A, a day planner or something. And then the, exactly, get your shit together. Yuda comes out, and I was like, okay, like hopefully at least he comes out with like, with Regal, or is Regal gonna also get his own separate like, Regal's entrance? Now, yeah, he's now coming out with Yuda and not Brian. But I would love if they're in the ring and they're like, the fuck's Moxley? 
It's like 8.30. Like, <laughs> He's still know, making his way down. We should have double-checked and see if he knew what time it was, but we just assumed he'd show up through the crowd because that's what he does. We are a disorganized unit. We, we refer to ourselves as the new shield, but really we're we're the new BCC because that's that's you and I waiting for Wyatt to show up to a recording. <laughs> Where is like, that fucker? <laughs> but here's the thing. This is, the, this is you know, in the pantheon of great groups, if Yuta gets his own Smash, that's what we need. I was really okay. disappointed, but like, what would his Smash be? I I don't know. Because it sounds like you've got something in mind. I know? actually don't. I'm trying to engage you in a conversation and maybe brainstorm something. Because okay. Dan- Danielson's got the I'm gonna hold your I'm gonna hold your arms and and stomp your head in, which is just yeah. That's just great wrestling right there. Yeah. This is great Mac technician, and it's gonna be one of his most remembered moves. It's great. And then uh, Moxley has the I'm gonna hold back your chicken wing your arm and I'm gonna elbow you in the face. And of the ten elbows I give you, two will look good. That's what his smash is. <laughs> Wow, you're really uh, you're you're filling in for Wyatt tonight. You're talking talking shit to Mox. No, I'm not talking shit to anybody. <laughs> Just, All right, yeah. it's, now I, and then we'll Yuta's look, more of a he's like a, more of a kind of a grappler kind of guy. I don't know. He doesn't. He isn't smashy. He needs to be more smashy. I love he just had like the lamest smash ever. Like he just grabs a guy by the wrist and smashes his hand into the mat. How about headbutts? Headbutts. Oh yes, they need a headbutt guy. <laughs> We all need a headbutt guy. Every, this podcast needs a headbutt guy. Justin Morrison, <laughs> if you want to be that guy for us. Oh, it's Justin. He's our, he's our headbutt guy. Is Butch, he seems like a headbutt is guy. Is Butch the headbutt guy of the Ridge Holland Seamus oh, group? Absolutely. <laughs> you need a headbutt Obviously. guy. It's important. Every, like, you could break it down. Yeah, tangent time. Like, sitcoms. Who is the headbutt guy in Seinfeld? Oh, I love this. Yeah. Okay, uh, George. I feel the headbutt guy was Kramer. Kramer's a total uh, fucking wild card. Twist, Elaine. Oh, yeah. It's oh. not Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? With all the get out shoves and how quick she is to anger and violence and stuff, Elaine is totally the headbutt guy. Get out. Fuck. <laughs> headbutt. <laughs> or the story when she pulled George's Panama hat down. And his head came through the t- uh, deep Seinfeld cut. Sorry, but yeah, no. Elaine is totally going the, there. She's totally the headbutt guy of that group. Yeah, yeah. All right, we could go. We could do this all night, but we'll keep moving. Jerry's uh, the stomper. He's the he's the the Brian Danielson. Okay. He's he's yeah. the technical guy. He's the tactician. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, and George. I, yeah, it's, or maybe it's Kramer. That no, we're not gonna address. Kramer's Sit- William Regal. Well, I feel like he's on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Telling them what's what. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like the group. I like where they're going. I foresee and hope for a future where, like, Cesaro maybe has a space in there. Because, oh, God, would he fit in perfectly with them? Even if yeah, he, like... you love that, don't you? I... You're just... You're trying to... You're trying to book the perfect entrance for... For Cesaro somehow. Yeah. Like, dude... You wanted him to be that basketball player guy. Hey. Cesaro fans, who that is. Cesaro, Cesaro fans have been thirsty for a long time, man. And we've had a couple little sips over the last, you know, 10 years. But uh, this, knowing what we know about how AEW presents its wrestling, it's hard not to get salivating just thinking about him going in there. And even him and the Murderhawk monster, they'd have a fucking great match. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, the BCC seems like a good fit for him. It does. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
so many so many people yeah <laughs> so many possibilities uh, let's talk the uh, let's talk the He's title be roh champion probably oh yeah sure we'll do that roh champion go for it <laughs> you and samoa joe can run that company it's all good um title picture so cm mm-hmm. punk made his intentions clear with uh the discount double check as they refer to it as hilariously on commentary uh i love how it started just a very subtle i think he only did it maybe once he might have yep. even been to the untrained eye adjusting the waistband of his trunks, but it was clear he just did one little, eh, I want a title. <laughs> uh, and then with each passing <laughs> for, wave. For those listening, <laughs> every time Bowman makes that noise, <laughs> he's referencing to a belt gesture around his waist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sound is the sound I associated with it, but here we <laughs> go. <laughs> So, uh, but then with each passing win in subsequent weeks, CM Punk's been a little bit more, meh, 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 right? <laughs> Doing more belt shit. <laughs> and he's done it enough times where now that uh, Hangman Page has finally put away that dastardly uh, Adam Cole in, no surprise here, a Texas death match, uh, he comes out and addresses Punk on Dynamite. Hey, I mm-hmm. saw you kept doing the, yeah, I'll say, nah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> There's your build. <laughs> Lots given, of me, uh, yeah um yeah yeah no, no, i i it seemed it's about time let's put it that way because like to have cm punk be so dominant um and literally go like over everybody yeah and like i liked the 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 dustin Rhodes match yeah this yeah. week like i i thought they both worked really really well and i liked the kind of mutual respect kind of elements of it i thought that was really well done yeah um but to see him be so dominant over every competitor um and not be part of the title picture it didn't really make sense yeah so for him to be like yeah i'm i'm back i've warmed up on all this and now i'm i'm ready for the big time uh makes sense and and i don't to my knowledge they haven't wrestled yet at all i don't think so um so hangman page and cm punk is a match i'm i'm here to see yeah, that's a, you know, great insight with the fact that if Punk, with how they're presenting him and all the, like, the big wins he's had, even not just the MJF match, but the Eddie Kingston match and, you know, yeah. coming in against Darby Allen and all that. And of course, you know, powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, if he didn't want the title, it just devalues it because he doesn't care about it at all. Right. So, perfect timing. Again, these guys, they very rarely miss in the last, like, you know, eight months, which is great to see. But, um, so now we got this very, you know, organically built-in, like, title chase where it's two faces. Could this be an opportunity where maybe they turn CM Punk heel? And we get to see this side of his character play out. Because at his age, he's not going to be wrestling for a lot longer. And you know there's one last, like bomb ass heel run he's not going out as a face no fucking way yeah so maybe this is how yeah they get and and as much as i love the song and love everything you're doing with it the like opening every show with his music and being like oh here's cm punk again let's pop the crowd with cm punk right off the top like it's getting a bit tiring to be yeah, honest and the it's arrogance like, that it, they think that billy Gunn's adult sons wouldn't get that same reaction exactly that really yes. bugs me the most thank you yes you understand. Yeah. They should they should be out there manning. Yeah. Yeah. Where's, where's this Christian turn, man? Where where the fuck is that? You keep calling for it. I thought it might have been this week. I thought it was this week. I thought he was gonna Sami Zayn Kevin Owens it. Yeah. Where he's like yeah. arm and arming him up the ramp and then yeah. which, which by the way, back. what a gr- great turn that was. 
Like the, I, the Kevin Owens turn? Yeah, the first one on his yeah. first night, and when Zayn yeah. wins the I, title. I was gonna say when he first came in. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, the guy turned. That's man. That's a thing. Guy comes in as a face and turns heel on his debut show. What a yeah. special guy. Breaks um, Juice Robinson's face. Yeah. And then, or did he break his face? No, Someone's face got broken in that match. I think he broke Juice Robinson. Oh, jeez, I can't remember. Someone's anyway, face someone's, got broken. Someone's yeah. face got broken. Yeah, <laughs> and we, the match we, was not very good. We can But he was very that. over with the crowd. Yeah. And then, and then immediately just like, and that powerbomb, like people do that powerbomb all the time now. Yep. But that, that was like, seemed so vicious at the time when he powerbombed him onto the apron. And here's why I thought it was going to be tonight with Jungle, or last night with Jungle Boy, was because the way I think you can get there is like Christian is close with him. And has seen his ups and downs and whatnot. But Christian also knew Owen Hart. So, like, Christian is really disappointed that his guy didn't even qualify for the tournament named after and honoring a fellow that Christian obviously grew up idolizing, but also was able to work with. Yep. And it makes sense, too, for him to have done it while Luchasaurus wasn't kicking around, right? Yeah, because then with this, you're putting over Owen Hart and the importance of this tournament and Christian's history. Like, all the bases. They they missed. Well, we they haven't d- tried to do it yet, so maybe they haven't missed. But it'll happen on like that. Seemed like a good opportunity. It happened on like Rampage. Fucking Sammy Guevara's gonna come out with his Love Actually gimmick, and then in the background, <laughs> Christians is gonna attack him. They did that. <laughs> but and, Sammy Guevara's a heel a now deep, too. So <laughs> a deep background heel turn on a picture in picture segment. The balls AEW would have to pull that off. <laughs> You guys weren't paying attention, but during the picture-in-picture, this serves you right. Well, I've said it on the show before that the picture-in-picture AEW stuff is better than what I'm watching in a main event segment in Monday Night Raw. So mm-hmm. certainly appears to be the case. Yeah. Uh, speaking of faces and heels, uh, Mega Face Dan Lambert, uh, you mentioned Sammy Guevara, just, I guess, being himself and the universe turning him and uh, and uh, the other, um, oh, Jesus, Take Conti heel. Take Conti, yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you think of this whole thing? <laughs> the the world is sick of you rubbing your yeah. rubbing your love in our faces. <laughs> Let us be visible and alone. We we thought it was cool when you two were humping on the belt two weeks ago, but now we hate it. <laughs> oh man. Um and he's now a three time TNT champion, gonna be defending the belt again. Is it a ladder match with Scorpio? Yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. That's good. Oh, that same. I'm, I'm also yeah. here for, like, Scorpio. I was hoping he'd have a decent reign. They spent so long talking about how the guy didn't lose a match in forever. And I'm like, great, I'd like to see them continue to build with that and really get a running start with this. I was hoping he wasn't a transitional champion for Wardlow. Right? Well, he wasn't Wardlow a transitional to... champion to get it right back to That's the guy it, who had yeah. it before. This is a takes his backsies champion. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't work at all. Yeah. Um, what do you make of uh, Samoa Joe versus uh, Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt's uh, giant man? <laughs> Does he have a name? He's, just, he's their giant man. Tell me I'm wrong. I I don't. Uh, he's a basketball player, I'm gathering. Yeah. I'm assuming I'm an ex basketball player because it'll be maybe tough on the schedule to be doing both. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And maybe he plays for the Lakers or something, and they're not oh, in the playoffs. Oh, so. I love how you decided to dunk on the Lakers, much like <laughs> much like everybody else uh, in the league. Whoa! <laughs> Some Lakers fan who likes wrestling was like, "Yeah, these guys are they're, they're nice lads," and I'll listen to them talk and stuff. And I then we just, to them just of, this once. We just out of nowhere just super kicked them and burned the Lakers hard. Yeah, I'm based in LA and have no idea what any W is, but. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm going to check but out But I like podcast. when to do the pusher berry segment and the quizzes. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm here for the quizzes are fun. Wait a second. <laughs> I love my Lakers. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I have no idea who that guy is. And that seemed like a really, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, my lack of knowledge of who he is diminished his seemingly big time debut. Uh, yeah. But it was ugly, and like, come on, like that was a that Minoru Suzuki match rocked. I want like pump that shit into my veins. Yeah, and then they follow it up with the debut of this random guy who I have no idea who he is. And yeah, and it's looked at negatively for one reason and one reason only, and that's they shut the lights off. That's the thing, right? I was like, oh, it's a lights out debut, and it's this guy. If they keep the lights on, uh, and the guy just walks out. And beats up yeah. some of the segment like, goes off. Hey, look exact, at this mother- big motherfucker. <laughs> everything is exactly the same, only without the temporary power outage. I don't think anybody would be shitting on it. No, no. It did seem like it was because who are the was yeah, building for something bigger? Because the lights out debuts right now. You got Cesaro's a lights out debut. Uh, Bray Wyatt is a lights out debut. Gargano is a lights out debut. Anybody else in the yeah. mix? Well, but even then, like, lights, like, it only really feeds into the character of someone like Bray Wyatt, theoretically. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they've long it's since like, abandoned, like, oh, no, this person just has supernatural powers or paid a guy to stand <laughs> or paid a guy that stand by, to stand by the light switch and uh, give it a little downsies <laughs> and a little upsies uh, once I get into the ring. Like, Gargano could do it. And it's like, he doesn't have to be an occult character. He could just be a guy who knows a fella over there by the light switch. <laughs> Like winks over and Candice LeRae standing there like next to the lighting board. <laughs> be her, yeah, her too. Oh, that's it. They should have Candice LeRae be the lights off, lights on debut, and then yeah. cut to the person at the light switch, and it's Johnny Gargano. Gargano, oh, perfect. Tony, you can have that. It's yours, man. <laughs> what a gift. You're welcome. You're welcome. He was also listening. Unfortunately, he's a Lakers fan. You're welcome. So, uh, yeah. We've lost him as well. Yeah. Uh, anything else in AEW uh, catching your eye? You, you loving the Wardlow stuff, man? Is it fun to watch that guy, uh, you know, walk to the ring and beat, beat up the shit out of everyone? Here's the thing I, I'm wondering about. Uh, there's always a here's a Wardlow segment. Yeah, he, he comes. Yeah. He's you know, you cut to a bunch of laid out dudes backstage, right? Security lads. Yeah. All right, and then uh, the camera will pan over and Wardlow will be there, like you know, fucking having just broken someone's neck or whatever. And then people will react, oh, my God, it's Wardlow. He'll walk to the tunnel, maybe fight a couple more guys, come out, fight a couple more guys, and then right before he gets to MJF, there's a couple guys that are able to stop him, right? That's how it all goes. It seems to, yeah. Why don't you just put those guys that eventually stop him, put them at the front. (laughs) Start with those guys. Those guys. You need to tire them out. Those guys do an excellent job. With their simple task of keeping him away from MJF, put them okay. by the door. Okay. But this is like, think of this like a, a Final Fantasy or something like that. I, you never, know, it's I only like, played uh, 8 and 10. I'm weird. Yeah, that's fine. But like, well, okay. that You, you didn't play 7. That's that's weird. Anyway. Um, but like, th- they've beaten him down, right? And he only has so much HP. Okay. Yeah, he, all right. Yeah, you know what? I'll, then, I'll buy that. And it's like he's faced the gauntlet now of, of um, indie wrestler security guards. And then those last two indie wrestler security guards, despite being at the same skill level as the first 20, 
Um, they just like put him over the edge. You know what? Like he can't take anymore. Just get cartoony with it. Like when Braun Strowman was like lifting trucks and flipping ambulances or whatever the fuck he was doing. Just like have stop stop talking because I have a pusher berry that relates exactly (laughs) to this. Okay, (laughs) same page. Uh, Have him enter the arena and just like a like from outside. And a Matrix 2 level amount of goons are there to stop him. Like, in a sea of, 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 of guys. Literally do it CGI. Yeah. Like yeah. It's like. <laughs> and have him fight his way through that. Like, the sheer volume, it should be impossible. We're talking Game of Thrones, Battle, Battle of the Bastard style. Uh, volume of dudes. And then have him make it through that. Just go super cartoony with it. Perfect. Yeah. You can have and that then one. just explode out of the yeah. the pile of guys. So he uh, he wrestled the butcher with no music. Oh, I got to come out to no music. Yep. Uh, and then it looks like he's going to be up against uh, Murderhawk Monster. Uh, appears to be the case. Yep. It appears to be the case. Jake Roberts was given an envelope of fake money. So yep. Yep. <laughs> Sir, we can tell the bills are on the outside. The rest is paper. <laughs> Cheat to the camera, Jake. Come on now. Yeah. You can tell he like looked at the envelope and was like, oh, I better not yeah. uh, and then, pull this out too far. So then he'll make it to the Murderhawk Monster. It's going to be a great match. Uh, but I feel bad for Murderhawk Monster because now here's another thing where he's just used to make someone's beating of him like appealing yeah. and raise their profile. Yeah, he's just the, the big guy that people beat to yeah. prove they can beat big guys. At a certain yeah. point, he's going to be beaten so much because that's all they use him for, really, unless he's on elevation or whatever, kicking ass. But like, it's going to mean less and less. That someone beat him because mm-hmm. every time we see him, someone's beaten him as a stepping stone. But uh, and then he'll probably have to fight uh, Juventud Guerrera as MJF yeah, usually right. brings out Hoovy in his. It might have just been the once. But you have to beat him with the top rope move, though. That's right. Yeah, might have just been the once, and then it'll be Sean Spears, and then I guess MJF. So there's still like a ways away. This goes down at double or nothing, right? That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, Wardlow, like, he just needs to get past this, and then he can be the blossoming Batista we all want him to be. TNT champion first, or you want him going straight to the top? No, straight up. TNT champion, like, he doesn't Ride need back that. that. He shit. doesn't need to build that. He, he needs to, he needs to go straight up. Mm. Oh, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thought. All right. What's the point? What's we all like? We he's all know, so yeah, over we know, already. We all know where this is he, going. He, we all know he can kick the shit out of anyone that they send his way. Like so, yeah. He needs to. He needs to be the face in a in a program against uh, whomever they strap the belt to. Yeah, and then his first challenger will be like a couple of those like last line bodyguards who are like, we know how Uh-oh. to stop you. <laughs> uh, so you got to wrestle the powers. Us. But first, you got to wrestle these 35 other dudes to tire you out and get your <laughs> HP down. And then we're going to challenge you for the belt, because that's what we do. Um, Owen Hart qualifier, Kyle O'Reilly, announced as from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Always makes me smile. Absolutely. No more the St. Louis Absolutely. bullshit. Get out of here. Yeah, I, I think I think for a while he's been Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like it's always he- nice to hear because for so long, like in WWE, it was always St. Louis. No, no, not in the tail run of his um of his face NXT career. Oh, the jean he, jacket run. Yeah, the like, yeah, yeah, the like rock star. <laughs> he was announced from Vancouver okay. during that portion of his career. Yeah, right. I wasn't watching a lot at that point. <laughs> Fair enough. What happens was going on in NXT was going to go on in NXT. Everyone's leaving. Like, there's no point getting super invested in it. So I just, I just abandoned it. So yeah, um, but yeah, he beat uh, Jungle Boy 
and advanced to the Owen tournament, which is great. Him and Samoa Joe, the only two dudes who have qualified so far. Man, they're putting over the Owen tournament. It's awesome to see. Yeah, it's it's been really fun so far, and I'm glad to see it's. I feel like they're giving it some gravity, um, and it's going to be a big deal when we when we crown a winner here. I I and I genuinely know don't know who who they're kind of pointing as the winner. Yeah, so, like no on idea. both ends. Yeah, no yeah. idea on both ends. Uh, are you a fan of Jade Cargill as much as I am? Do you like the baddies? Are you nodding into the baddies? What's your Jade Cargill feeling? Uh, I wonder where they're going to go with it. I, I'm I'm not into it right now, but I could see them, you know, kind of doing something more exciting with the with her little uh, cronies in the crowd yep. there. Yep. And last question for you. Uh, were you into the coffin match? Did you like that? I wasn't not into it. I, I could tell that a few spots went awry on them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Andrade, ever since he was the Andrade of his heyday NXT, NXT champion, champion Andrade. Andrade, yeah. Like, he's done nothing for me since then. Would so, you? to to just see this now, like, I'm not, I'm I can't. Like, I can't be into it. Because we never saw... Like, I like Sting jumping off of things. Oh, my I like God, that. yeah. And everyone always acts like, <laughs> I'm what is this old man doing? <laughs> Sir, you are going to get hurt. Uh, yeah, in regards to Andrade, it even took him a while in a pairing with Zelina Vega to get to that level as, like, NXT champion, where people were like, oh, man, Andrade is the best, right? It was a right. bit yeah, slow there start was, out of the game. There was work put into it. There yeah. was, but he got there. And then he fell off and has never really gotten close to those heights since. So in the grand scheme of things, as we've been watching Andrade, uh, all most of what we've seen has been, yeah, it's just kind of disappointing. And Yeah, and, and it, he is one of those guys who you say like, oh, I remember when he had that great run in NXT. Incredible. So this, it, bringing him to AEW is exactly what we want to see. We want to see that. Andrade come out again and AEW will facilitate his ability to do so. And I just, I don't think that's there at all. The timeline was there to run him parallel with what they did with, uh, with Rusev. Uh, and like bring him in, kind of brought him along slowly where Rusev was the best man and all that shit before they're like, okay, no, we're going to make you into an absolute killer and have you dominate the TNT title scene. And mm -hmm. even though he was farting around with you know, as the best man months prior, we believed it, and we loved it, and it was a great run. I thought that's the same thing they were going to do. Andrade comes in. He's doing the Andrade office, Jose, blah, 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 blah. He's going to get the TNT title and then turn into an absolute fucking monster. Like, he could still be that character, but, like, as far as, you know, the intensity of the matches and stuff, it just those NXT main events jaw-dropping some of the greatest matches I've ever seen. But yep. that's it, man. Yeah. So you know, maybe that's maybe that's just me, maybe that's just us, um, but I I just don't see a, a future here. Yeah, and we owe it to Justin to talk about uh, 2.0 and Jericho Appreciation <laughs> Society and just give oh, our, I our you meant NXT 2.0. No, 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 our Daddy Magic <laughs> update. Uh, I'm still not feeling the Jericho appreciate. I'm still not feeling these guys. I love the gimmick of the team and the sports entertainerness of it, but uh, yeah. I'm still not in, not down with Daddy Magic or Big Angelo or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, that, I'm I'm in exactly the same place. I I, <clears throat> I don't get the combination of people that we have here. I'm iffy on the gimmick. I'm maybe not even like here for the Jericho Appreciation Society. So yeah, I don't know. not for me, not for me. But you know who I am here for. Uh, Please, the acclaimed man. 
Like that yeah. Samoa. You're a big acclaimed guy. I yes. The acclaim is awesome. Like my thing with Billy Gunn and his adult sons, it's a joke, obviously. Like I think their music is great, and I'm just I'm in awe that wow. Billy Gunn is in this pulling shit. the curtain. Shut there. up, shut up. All right, yeah. uh, I'm in awe that Billy Gunn at his age has these kids that he's like, you know, in the shape he's in, still out there wrestling. I can, you can say the same thing about Dustin Rhodes. Holy shit, the fact that that guy's been doing it for like 30 plus years. Like we are 30 years removed from gold dust. Yeah, almost. Right? Wild. Yeah. Um, so, but I legitimately am into the acclaimed and, uh, Max Caster's rap on Samoa Joe. Did you hear it? Um, I, I did. I, I'm not sure I can remember the details, but I did watch it. It was incredible. <laughs> it was great. It was hilarious. It was thought provoking. Uh, it was factual and it was cutting. Uh, sir, it was incredible. It was the best. I loved it. And I also think both guys are good wrestlers. Yeah, no, the acclaimed yeah. is everything Justin thinks 2.0 is. <laughs> and you can go ahead and just etch that in stone because I will never, ever be moved from that position. Yeah, I just think, like, I, I like the acclaimed as well. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I, the, the tag division is so crowded. Oh, God. And yes. there's a lot, there's a lot of talented people getting just shuffled aside because of of how deep the tag division is and and uh um uh, bcc just complicates that even further uh so yeah i i'm what to do with the acclaimed and and all these other guys who seem to be getting put to the side because of how deep the division is yeah because the acclaims time is like gonna be maybe i don't even think they'd get in there this year with the amount, because I would hope something yeah. like tag titles are changing hands. I feel like on major shows, right? Yep. It's not going to be a random rampage or something where, you know, team doesn't are... seem to be the case. No. Yeah. No. So, uh, yeah, I don't know when the acclaims time is going to come, but until then, they're putting on great segments, doing a really, really good job. And yeah, the raps about Samoa Joe. Ah. So good. So, yeah. Uh, moving to WWE here. Let's let's do it. Liv Morgan and uh, Rhea Ripley are no longer a team. Rhea Ripley yep. beat the shit out of her. Uh, they've been teasing purple light behind her and backstage promos for the last couple of weeks because the hot rumor, the hot goss on the street is that she's joining Edge's uh, Ministry of Edgeness. I have heard this as well. With... Damian Priest and all their purple light bulbs that they've got going. Uh, you, you into this new brood? Is that what they're going to call it? I uh, probably had that. The new, new, yeah. new brood. And they're like, oh, is this is a new world order? What are we doing here? Um, hmm. Am I into it? Yes. Do I trust that they could do the right things with it? No. <laughs> yeah. And especially, like, I don't, I don't, I feel weird often about having that, like, I hate to reference this group, but like with retribution, for instance, uh, looking back on that and you had the like random adjunct, uh, females and then it became female. Yeah. And, and then it's like, well, we don't know what to do with her. So, so Mercedes Martinez is going to go away. And then you have Mia Yim and it's like the rest of the guys are like around the ring while she's wrestling. And it's like, not, doesn't really make sense either. And so I'm I'm kind of mixed feelings about that. Like I like when they kind of add that person, but also 
it's really hard to pull off. It's really hard to pull off that kind of mixed gendered stable. Yeah. Um, but like, also, I feel like the Edge Damian Priest stuff is kind of weird in the first place. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Reigns double champion. They I think teased the thing with Shinsuke Nakamura briefly, and then I don't know if they're moving forward with that. The Usos have been commanded to unify the tag belts, and that's a pretty cool uh, direction to head. Um, even though, like, Street Profits, man. I love the Street Profits. And Montez Ford, like, he's going to have a huge moment. I feel like they should use a rumble or something to put that guy over. I know I said that this past rumble I was disappointed they didn't advance him up the card really at all, but that guy's going to be a huge star, yeah? Yeah, I think he's got he's got star potential. You know, he's... He's definitely the Shawn Michaels of this tag team. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, even though that's a cliche in itself. But anyway, uh, yeah, he seems like he's going to be the breakout star of that tag team. And he, he has he has the... And also, this seems silly, but even if he were to kind of take the Street Profits gimmick and work it on his own, I think that could still work. And he's got all the in-ring talent and all the the charisma oh, totally. uh, to, to carry things on his own. So, uh, yeah, I think there's star power there for sure. Angelo Dawkins is 100% to piggyback on your reference. He is totally the Ahmed Johnson of this team. <laughs> there you go. Famous <laughs> tag team of Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson. What were you referring yeah. to? Uh, you know, <laughs> another tag team that yeah, cause, uh, one had a star. Because Ahmed and, Johnson did not have as successful a career as Shawn Michaels. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But uh, that tag okay. team definitely had someone you know, go to the top from it and someone go to the bottom of it. So that's, that's the reference you were making, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Absolutely. You nailed it. Yes. Yes. Uh, what do you think of Ezekiel? That's another thing that's happened in the last couple of weeks is Elias is back without a beard, uh, claiming to be his younger brother, Ezekiel. Uh, and then Kevin Owens is having none of it. And that's what they're doing with Kevin Owens. To, to what end? Yeah. Like, I, I just, like, I'm fine with all this kind of stuff, but it's like, I don't, where are you going with this? Where is, you keep Elias off television for what, better part of a year. Yep. And then you bring him back to this, which fine. I'm like, I want Elias on my television, but like, wh where is this going? I, I genuinely don't. And do you think like, I, I genuinely think that the, the Elias gimmick had rested for long enough that if they just brought that back, sure, uh, yeah. they would have been happy. Sure. The people would have been happy. Yeah. So but, it, it, it hadn't lost its luster that much. Well, a picture of what he was going to look like leaked a while ago because his like character photo for 2K22 was not wearing jeans and the drifter shirt and stuff. He was wearing like the trunks and stuff he's wearing now with the you know wrist cuffs, but he still had his beard. And apparently... Scuttlebutt was that Vince thought he looked too much like Randy Savage and yeah. mattingly shaved your sideburns him uh, and made him shave off his beard, which, like, you got a guy that looks like the second coming of Randy Savage? Let's fucking go! <laughs> yeah, let's run with that. it. You don't just fucking <laughs> fall into that ass backwards and go, nah, toss it back. We don't want this. You got a guy that looks like that reminded you of Randy Savage. Cool, right? Not saying he wrestles like, like him, but still, nice to see. Never mind that, like let's do this instead. Let's do Ezekiel. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that's, this, is where, this is where they went. Instead of that, it's Ezekiel yeah. or let's put him in a big fucking cape, have him put his arms out and spin around in a circle and put a headband on him and see what people do. We'll go crazy for it. Yeah, no one's ever done an impression of Randy Savage before, right? Never. Tried to get that over? Not once. Just ask Jay Lethal's theme music. <laughs> oh, he did a Ric Flair impression. Not. This is my fun new thing on the show where I just pretend chunks of wrestling history I don't know about. <laughs> Who are the Rockers? <laughs> what? Black Machismo? What are you talking about? That never happened. Sorry, sorry. An Iron Man match? That's just insanity. No. Um, anything else WWE-wise happening that's uh, ticking your boxes? Uh, no, we're getting Rhodes Rollins 2. Yeah. C- I guess Cody we, Rhodes. We well, Cody Rhodes came back. Cody Rhodes is the biggest, one of the biggest news stories of wrestling, and we haven't even talked about it. Yeah, Cody Rhodes came uh, back, everybody. Cody Rhodes is, is in WWE yep, yep. with his AEW character, uh, and Rollins is upset about that. And now they are wrestling for the second time in a matter of months. And once again, uh, to what end? It's just like Cody Rhodes, he returns. He has his big segment on Monday Night Raw where he says he's in the ring. He says, I'm Cody Rhodes. My dad was Dusty Rhodes. He held a championship for a few minutes and someone took a photo of it. Now I'm here to win the belt that he never won. Eventually. Because I'm also going to do this stuff now with Seth Rollins for a while. Like, I gotta wrestle Seth you Rollins have him first. come back, clearly say why he's back, and then immediately get sidetracked. I don't want yeah. him to do him and Roman. Like That's a SummerSlam match right there. right? So you're shooting your load too early with that now. But it's also weird that He's very hyper-focused as to why he's back, but he's allowed himself to be instantly distracted by... (laughs) I was waiting for it. I'm glad you did it. Can't help myself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm not... not, Once again, I don't don't know where they're going. I I genuinely don't know where WWE's mind is at, and nor does anyone else. Um, Just, I guess, ratings and top-line profit. And have they fired anyone recently? Probably... Uh, because that's, that's all that seemed to matter. It's a weird way of looking at wrestling where it's like, look at the two companies and WWE, we have no idea where they're going. And that's a bad thing. Yeah. AEW, we see where they're going. Like we can, you know, connect the dots and it's the fucking best. So how weird is it that like the, you know, being in the dark about something is the negative here? Yeah. Like I just, I, I just, the lack of long-term sight doesn't like it. It's just confusing to me. And there's lots of people out there in the ether who I don't Alexa bliss just to top of mind. Like what are you doing with her? You know, she was back for a, for a cup of coffee and now what do you literally have nothing for her? Um, like the women's tag division is kind of a mess. The, the, there's a couple good storylines and that's, that's what they'll hang their hat on and that's fine um but you know you can only ride the cody Rhodes is back you know wave for so long um before the novelty of him being there wears off and you're gonna have to figure out how to tell some stories they already stopped wheeling his fucking little elevator out like yeah no we're not doing this every time you get two three of the max WrestleMania, one Raw, one SmackDown, then your fucking elevator's gone, sir. So like, <laughs> Your head was sticking out of it half of the time anyway. It's also just like strange because what's happened in wrestling over the years is that 
subverting expectations became what you want to do. You want to swerve your fans and surprise your fans. But yeah. oftentimes, like telling a simple basic story that we can all follow with an emotionally satisfying payoff, whether or not we see it coming, like that's also very, very good. And I kind of, when it comes to wrestling, what you want more. Or a yeah, balance exactly. Of yeah. It, well, and it's, it's been fun the entire existence of AEW. It's been fun to do the kind of dream booking, the kind of, you know, oh, I bet they'll do this, or what if they do this? And, and you know, that, that part of things is fun. And, and right now, you know, there is nothing they could do moving forward in WWE that, honestly, I feel like I hadn't seen before, or I feel like I, I, I could dream book. And, you know, we're celebrating 20 years of Randy Orton uh, this week. Um, at least we know he's going to show up, unlike The Rock. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, not he'll show a... up for his celebration. But we're going to hawk your fucking Netflix movie, though. We're going to make yeah. a big storyline <laughs> about your egg. Oh, yeah. Uh, theory. Austin Theory is now Theory, and he beat uh, Finn Balor for the U.S. title. Oh, I didn't know he has uh, solo named. Yeah. No, he said, no, McMahon said Austin is bullshit, so I'm just Theory now. <laughs> But the real reason is like his name is like Austin, oh shit, like Austin Johnson or something. Uh, and an edict came down with WWE, like no one's to use their real names anymore. Right. And if yes. they're able, if they're not too entrenched, they're going to change their, like Pete Dunn, right? They're going to change their name. Or like Walter's name, his first name is like Walter, right? That's his actual name. Right. So that was kind of yeah. behind the Gunther change as well. So everybody's getting new What about names. Kevin Owens? Now, here's the thing. He's too deep in, right? You can't just all of a sudden go, oh, yeah, sorry, Kevin Owens. Well, you know. What about John Cena? We're going to call him Owens. <laughs> Some people, Paris, as I've tried to explain, are too firmly <laughs> entrenched to have their names changed, but anybody on that fringe, oh, sorry, you're now this. Interesting. Yeah, so... But, like, why? But Gable like, Steveston's going to get to be Gable Steveston, no doubt, right? I think there's probably, you know. And there's already a Gable. Can't have to. You're Shorty G again. Shorty <laughs> Sorry. G. What a, what a man, Gable. What a time to, to be alive. To make it out of that and be thriving right now. But he has a, I feel, maybe a parallel-ish career to Sandow. He's just a far better wrestler. Interesting. You know, immediately, okay, great, and then, okay, nothing, Shorty G, all this bullshit, and then Sandow hits gold with the stunt double gimmick and everything, and, you know, Chad Gable, he's a funny man on the show. I think he's a great so, wrestler. So now he, that's not his he won't have a job soon, is what you're telling me. I hope not, but, you know, funny man doesn't usually last. They aren't all Santino. <laughs> <laughs> they don't all go on for, or our truth they don't all go on for decades at a time. Uh, sometimes, funny man... Stops being funny. Oh, Vince. Uh, <laughs> man. And he came out and celebrated with Theory on Raw. Did you see that? Uh, no, raised, I did not. Well, celebrate. He just raised his arm and just looked like, you know, 100-year-old Vince does. And, man. He only blew out one quad, so he's okay. That's right. Every time he comes out. I uh, got a little pusher berry? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's fire it up. All right, sir. All right, sir. Let's do it. Did we say the same thing at the same time? We did. Oh, we both said all right, sir. We're in sync. <laughs> We're like the incredible tag team of Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson dominating June of 1996. Ooh, all right. I a think they're pro, my, uh, pro Wrestling Observer's tag team of the month, July 2000, uh, or 1996, was these guys, their award-winning tag team. Well, this isn't a Wrestling Observer quiz currently. This is, We're doing Pusher Bear. All right. All right, so... Um, 
after the fallout from uh, this uh, WrestleMania weekend, uh, push or bury any further NXT pay-per-views. Did you watch Stand and Deliver? I didn't. It was on at like 9 a.m. or something on a Saturday. No. Yeah. I'm not going to. <laughs> on a Saturday where there's already a six-hour WrestleMania happening. I'm not going to. That is too much wrestling. <laughs> Imagine being there, like, live if you were, you know, going to NXT yeah. bright and early oh, in the morning. Me. No way. Yeah. We would have been wasted. We wouldn't have even been able to make it to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, no way. Yeah, sorry. We got shit-faced at 10 watching Joe Gacy and Tony D'Angelo wrestle. So, uh, yeah, we're a deep, deep shit for Mania. No, yeah, I didn't watch it. And you know what? I'm sitting there. I'm watching Mania going, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, amazing, isn't Dolph it? Dolph Ziggler's NXT champion, so what are we really holding on to here? He's not anymore. Uh, yeah, it's back, to, uh, it's back to Braun Breaker. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but like now Natalia's back in NXT. Like she's oh, trying to see, oh, okay. push their division. See, so. here's the thing: his name is Bronson Rexdiner, if I'm not mistaken. So if his name is Braun Breaker, sorry, that's too much of your real name. Too close. You're just Breaker now. Which <laughs> let's all let's not fucking split hairs here. That's where we're going here. Let's just skip to the end and just start calling <laughs> this guy Breaker because they're going to. <laughs> Um, we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago, but the AEW rankings, Push or Barry? Barry. Just call it quits, stop pretending? Yeah. Okay. Any any rationale behind that? You're just... I just don't like them. What's the em. point? Yeah. I just don't like <laughs> I don't like it. Go away. Uh, Paige Van Sant as a professional wrestler. Push! You're here for oh, it. Oh, she looks like such a bitch. It's great. Yeah. No, <laughs> she's awesome. And she's like super tough. You know, I, I heard she was good on Dancing with the Stars as well. I heard. I heard. Um, <laughs> that actually is legit. I heard. My girlfriend watched the show. I don't. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not a UFC person either. So I'm maybe I'm not overexposed to her in those other areas. I only know Paige Van Zandt as this pro wrestler lady, but she's got a really good presence about her. Like, her signing her contract on Tay Conchie's unconscious ass was, yeah. that's wrestling, man. She gets she it. She gets it. And whether yeah. or not that was her idea or somebody else, you know, suggested it to her, she executed it. So, push Paige Van Zant. All right. Uh, sending hook. Push. I'm still into it. And, man, the pop when Danhausen uh failed to curse him again and then challenged him to a fight like here's this i'm gonna say silly undercar under undercard program between taz's son and the guy who speaks in a funny voice with face paint and fake curses people and i'm so into it <laughs> i just give me this tomorrow i can't wait for this hook versus danhausen match they rarely miss AEW like you know, we we need to like Hook is a great like I'm I'm not uh, you know I'm comfortable in my sexuality he's he's a handsome young boy yeah and uh, he, he we need to like bring in some casual fans here some like you know are, are you a fan of One Direction and uh, BTS yeah come watch wrestling we have Hook yeah he's the Harry Styles <laughs> of pro wrestling <laughs> exactly uh so are we, uh, how about speaking of sending sending Veer oh fuck. <laughs> Uh, cause he was the million dollar arm guy, uh, from that John Hamm movie. He was, I did the, not the, know that. I don't know if he's the sub, he's the subject it was based on or if he was the actor. I think he's the subject it was based on. 
Like he was uh, Indian, and he became a major league okay. baseball pitcher. I think. If I'm wrong about it, just let's just let me quietly be wrong. Don't correct me, please, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Looking at you, Justin. So, uh, yeah, what's he done? He's come out. He's beaten up Rey Mysterio's kid a couple times. Yeah, uh, that's about it. That's about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna bury sending Veer. <laughs> um. All right. We, I referenced this earlier, uh, and it's something that I have strong opinions about. Uh. I phrased it here in my Pusherberry uh, document on my phone as obviously gimmicked feats of humor, superhuman strength. <laughs> All right. Uh, push, man. <laughs> the reason why this came up is because I was watching Dynamite this week and I was like, I bet you that fucking Wardlow is just going to break through those handcuffs yeah. and just go swinging. And I was like, I don't want to see that. I hated every time that that uh, Braun Strowman knocked over an ambulance, hated it, don't want to watch it. So, but you're you're here for it. Oh, dude. Rest that shit is so silly. And the word silly just makes me smile when I say it. Uh and it that shit needs to be in wrestling. Right? Like it's just it's so dumb and silly and just great. <laughs> I referred to yeah, Braun Strowman lifting up trucks or what do you like lift up the ring too and then Big Show pulled down the Titan Tron all these years ago? Like that shit's fucking awesome. I'm sorry. It's just What about the ring breaking? They haven't done that. They did that maybe like a couple years ago. That all, but they've done it in several that times. That all hinges on the referee taking that bump out of the ring and selling it. <laughs> John Cohn, I think, did an awesome job. Somebody said it was like a recent thing in uh, wrestling history. Hey, uh, that it was like 20 years since they broke the ring or whatever, 10 years. And they showed the clip and they also gave a shout out to like John Cohn because he ate shit out of that ring. <laughs> yeah, it just like bounced out of the ring. Oh, man, it was an incredible bump. So, <laughs> and it sells that stuff. So, yeah, I'm into the ring break. And again, I'm a Hoss guy. You know that. So, yeah. the fact that there's yeah. they're too much mass, the both I, of them. For this I like ring. a semblance of realism in my uh, in my professional wrestling. Okay. Yeah, so do I, but it can have both, man, and it should have both. And I can have a technical classic on Dynamite, and then also Wardlow, you know, flipping MJF's car or some shit. Like, yeah, give it to me. All right, that's all I got, my friend. Oh, man. Well, that was, uh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> I think that's probably going to be it then. I don't have any wrestling history. Like, no, nothing happened. Uh, no, nothing. Randy happened Orton. At someone all. broke the ring. Pardon? Randy Orton, twenty years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, what someone broke the ring twenty years ago. I think he was like in the blue shorts, Randy Orton face. Are you? Are, yeah, do you come. like Orton? Like, here's the thing: is like people are coming out with like Orton now is like <sighs> he is one of the all-time greats, if not the all-time greatest pro wrestler ever. With his longevity and all, you might say this about him or this about him, but the guy's been like on fire for like a long time, or at least consistent, right? Do he's you... never been top of my list, but he's also never been bottom of my list. Yeah, I've never had any ill feelings towards him at a character level or at a professional wrestling level. He's kind of been a consistent there for me yeah i think he performs well in the ring a lot of times we talked last week or last episode about how he's just kind of the consistent mediocre wrestlemania performer yeah and like that's kind of how i feel about his career he's just he's been very consistent delivers a, a decent to good match most of the time he's the master of a rest hold he, he knows when he wants to take a break 
Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Seems like a guy who knows what he wants. Uh, but you know, yeah, he's been he's been he's had phases of of greatness. You know, uh, uh, you know, Legend Killer kind of stuff was was great in its time. Um, Evolution stuff was oh, great yeah. in its time. So. See, he just, and I like, think he's doing good work now with what he's been given with RK Bro. Yeah. Like it's it's fun, and he seems like a guy who legitimately loves pro wrestling, but he he doesn't take it too seriously either. So like, yeah, he's a guy who's made a good living off of what he's doing. And every couple of years, he's going to give you one of the greatest physical moments you've ever seen in wrestling. Right. He'll do some right. crazy fucking RK. Like that thing with Rollins at WrestleMania 31. That match was just like, oh, yeah, okay. And then the story came out afterwards where. Uh, Rollins was ecstatic that he agreed to do that RKO because at first he didn't really want to because of the probability of fucking it up and him not wanting to fuck up because he's got that reputation as being very reliable, very clean, not super exciting, but very reliable and like limited to no botches in his entire career. And now you're asking him to roll the dice on the biggest stage and he decided to say, yeah, sure, let's do it. Like. And yeah, best and, moments and ever. what a what a great arc, like memorable RKO like. But you know, speaking of botches, like RIP to one of the Bollywood boys. I forget which one who he dropped on a t- table and then immediately had the yeesh. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> look to the Ooh. camera. <laughs> I just killed that poor boy. <laughs> what if when I it was like a, what if it's like a back suplex and then when I'm at the top point of the suplex instead of suplexing him, I just huck him. <laughs> maybe drop him on his maybe head. put a little fine. maybe put a little backspin on him when I'm hucking him over my shoulder. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh, oops! Oh no, <laughs> that did not end well. <laughs> uh, Take I, to the camera. I have a little uh, wrestling history here. If you're, if you will. Oh, you found me. something. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought we were doing pretty well with the Orton talk, but yeah, That's let's a, do it. Yeah, we were. What we're gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Now, I'm scrolling through here as we're talking Randy Orton, and a lot of stuff I'm looking at will be, like, photo-related. And there was a photo I saw here that I felt the need to call out and talk about. It was the year 2000. SmackDown was held in, in Philadelphia. In the year 2000. Good man. In the year 2000. I was like, is he going to get up there? In the year 2000. Is he going to get up there? you going to be like Anton Alexiev going up that ladder, man. you got to get high to get that note. And that was a reference for people born before 1990. Oh, if, you don't like, if you don't like classic Conan, you stop listening to this show right now. Uh, SmackDown held in Philly, Pennsylvania. On the show, WWF World Heavyweight Champion Triple H beat ECW World Heavyweight Champion Taz by pinfall. Taz had signed with WWF in September 99. But due to then ECW champion Mike Awesome leaving for WCW, Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman came to an arrangement where Taz was able to return to ECW and beat Awesome for the belt. You remember that? Fucking. I don't remember that, but that's an interesting uh, course of events. It was nuts because Taz showed up at an ECW show, even though he was contacted by by WWF, because Mike Awesome wasn't getting paid, so he fucked off to WCW, still champion. So yeah. I think like Paul Heyman filed an injunction to stop them from showing his belt on TV. And then in the legal shitstorm that followed, the aftermath was 
uh, WWF guy wrestling WCW guy at an ECW show for their title. <laughs> for their title. <laughs> and then immediately taking that title and jobbing to Triple H on SmackDown. <laughs> because fuck you, ECW. <laughs> yeah, Sentaz. History Sentaz. Sentaz. All right, well, that wraps up uh, this episode of Wrestle Nation. Ah, it was fun being back here talking wrestling with you. Yes, sir. Super great feats of strength. You wait till Cesaro gets there and starts like lifting the stadium. You're all gonna be <laughs> on board with it. You're all gonna love it because it'll be great. Uh, you can. Fall- He's lifting Daly's place. He's gonna throw it. He's the strongest man we've ever seen. <laughs> pound for pound. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at NEW WrestlePod and be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account uh, at NEW Wrestling Inc. You got merch on there. You got the tip jar option for the wrestlers, which is super cool. You can yeah, see tip a wrestler. Information about upcoming shows, tickets, the whole nine. Check it out. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, leave your thoughts on superhuman feats of strength in pro wrestling and why they're the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> leave all of it. That's all for this week. For Mr. As Always, the architect, the gotcha king, uh, Mike Paris, I'm Jordan Bowman, and we'll see you next week on Wrestle Nation. <laughs>